Hello, hello, hello. I'm Amey. And this is Akshansh. And welcome back. This is episode 5 of Are You Bored Yet? Yep, welcome back. Today we will be talking about everyone's favorite TV show, New Girl. I don't know about everyone's favorite. I don't think we can generalize for everyone, but after this episode, I hope I hope it's a higher number than it was before this episode. Yeah, people who don't like this TV show, I, I yeah, I am not entertaining that crowd. So wow, yeah, it's a yeah. scathing indictment of people who do not like New Girl. Yep, yep, that's my uh, that's the taste um, maker, so to speak, in in mm-hmm. my head. So is that is that your litmus test for like making new friends? Kind of, because if you cannot appreciate the goofiness that's New Girl, what can you really appreciate? You know what? That's that's completely true. Yeah. So um, let's let's get right into it at this point. Uh, let's start with maybe a quick sort of gist of what the show is about, how it starts, and then uh, the characters, perhaps just a just a brief overview. So the show is set, I believe, in LA. Um, it's it's just a story about this girl who goes through a a messy breakup it's it is a messy breakup she she mm-hmm. ends up at her boyfriend's place just to find that there is another girl with the boyfriend at that place Uh-oh. um she tries to then move out of his place and then uh, ends up in the loft of uh, um three dudes um schmidt how do you not start with nick uh, i <laughs> i i personally think schmidt is more entertaining than nick i think nick is the main character of the show Okay, yeah, I mean he does for me the the, the biggest nick moment is the Julius Pepperwood moment. <laughs> But mm. uh, yeah, I I feel like Schmidt brings more of the zaniness to the show. Uh But yeah, okay, so Nick Schmidt and uh I think there's also a coach at that point. The the show starts with coach in the pilot, but yeah. apparently what happened was he wasn't expecting his other show to get renewed. So he signed yeah. on to do this, but yeah. that show actually got renewed. So he's just in the pilot, and he disappears under mysterious circumstances for like three seasons. Yeah, and and then he just comes back, and everyone's like, "Oh, Coach is back!" But yeah, so I guess to replace Coach, or maybe not to replace him, just to have the third person in the loft, they they have Vinnie the Bish, who is Winston Bishop, mm-hmm. uh, who also I feel is a very very eccentric character on the show. It's. Uh, he has his uh, brand of humor which is very different from Nick's and Schmidt's combined um, i love his uh, sense of like style <laughs> and and it's revealed at the end of the series right that he's colorblind and then he didn't really know what he was wearing <laughs> the entire time yeah he's he's just constantly wearing these uh, patterned shirts with like yeah. birds on them or flowers on yeah, them yeah. basically like uh, something like an acapulco shirt or like a hawaiian shirt yeah. and he he basically doesn't recognize how many colors there are those kind of shirts yeah and and he pulls it off though like even though he doesn't realize that he's wearing these kind of shirts he does pull it off yep um so yeah so these are the cast of characters um and cc uh, i think cc deserves a mention yeah cc does deserve a mention my bad sorry cc you you do deserve a mention uh cc is the um one indian in the group she's the uh, uh, good looking person quota in the yeah. group 
who would have thought that they they would have signed an indian to play the one good looking person right right i think that's that's why this show is like breaking barriers so interesting it just yeah it just, it's just breaking barriers going going against all the stereotypes and norms yep she she plays a model and and uh, jess plays a, a school teacher nick is a bartender winnie the bish is i i would say in between jobs basketball ex basketball player in uh, albania i think <laughs> yes <laughs> um where he played and even in albania he played for the uh not not for the mainly <laughs> he just plays for some um i don't even know what they called but yeah they he plays for some random ass team somewhere in the second division or something in albania mm-hmm. and uh, schmidt is the one who has a 9 to 5 job he he works as a, a marketing he works at a marketing agency called astra astra <laughs> which is associated strategies i believe Yep, yep. Uh but uh, yeah, we we uh, I think on the show and we here will refer to it as Astrid. Um, oh, of course, without a doubt. Yes. Um uh, and and the story itself is as very similar to what you might have seen before, you know, like It's it's uh, a very uh, I, I I don't want to say typical sitcom story, but it's something a lot of people in this age group of like mid to late 20s would mm-hmm. find relatable. So oh, yeah. people sort of uh getting into that next phase of their lives after they've mm-hmm. been out of college for a few years and just finding themselves yeah like like that spot between graduating from college and then figuring out the next and and and, and getting married perhaps and like starting a family that mm-hmm. that that entire interim is discussed in this series to the point that towards the end of the series and again these are spoilers so i'm assuming you watch new girl if you haven't then please watch it in any case if you haven't watched it um uh, i would suggest that you pause finish watching the show and then come back here but uh, at the end of the series there is that whole transition into everyone you know there's like a yeah uh time jump yeah there's like a three year time jump i believe yeah So so it covers pretty much a very uh, important period of their lives. Um I I want to talk individually individually about some of the characters. Um I will start with let, let's start with Nick because I know he is a favorite mm-hmm. of yours. Uh, Am I? So what what is it about Nick that you like the most? You know, he's just sort of this every man who doesn't take himself so seriously and he's kind of he's he's kind of like really smart but also really lazy at the same time which yeah. which i personally relate to a lot he, he is he is very smart and then he just makes these uh, statements which you're like oh really this this guy this guy is saying it i mean at at some point you can tell he's joking but yeah 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 that's true uh having said that i i, I think nick is also he surprisingly i feel like of all the guys in the loft he's surprisingly very um you know aware of his surroundings i don't think she might have mentioned that are that aware of their surroundings as much as nick is uh like he's able to he's sort of like the de facto leader of the group like if, if he sees any nonsense he can just squash it down yeah pretty much he he sort of has that veto to like stop any any sort of stupid thing that's happening mm-hmm. and then he has this grumpy old man vibe which also i relate to a lot personally i feel like you, you should get out more rama i i really should 
Yes. <laughs> but yeah, he has this grumpy old man vibe and then he and that's commented on a lot in the show, like a lot. I remember there is these there are these uh, uh, flashbacks to his childhood, right? And then uh, they are uh, uh, they show him as this uh, little kid who who is very very uh, just not interested in, in in playing with the neighborhood kids, and then he's just like angry all the time. And and then there's this one episode where he's like, oh, I, I feel like I'm getting better as I get older because I'm growing into my element and this is who I'm supposed to be. He's, he's getting into that uh, sweet spot of his age. He has, yeah. he has a couple of catchphrases and I think, yeah, that's the sweet spot is one of them. Yep. Gave me a cookie, got your cookie. Gave me a cookie, got your cookie. <laughs> of course, we're referring to one of, one of the uh, more uh, interesting and weirder uh, unscripted moments that they just sort of kept in the show. Uh-huh. which is uh, so Schmidt and Nick were college roommates and yeah. they move in together in LA once they graduate. And uh, at one point, uh, Schmidt just uh, gets Nick a cookie from when he goes to like a coffee shop. And Nick is mm-hmm. just, Nick is sort of this uh, very emotionally repressed person <laughs> to say the least. Yes, yeah. No, no, that, that's spot on. Yeah. 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 And uh uh, Schmidt just tells him, I, I thought about you and I and I just got you a cookie. And he's like, and uh, Nick just cannot fathom why Schmidt would think about him in that way and just get him a cookie for no reason at all. Yeah, and Nick, Nick is like the only, <laughs> the, no man should be thinking about another man. And the only time a man should be thinking about another man is, is when that man is Jake Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have a whole argument about how he's saying Cutler. <laughs> oh yeah, that's something that Schmidt does a lot. Again, he yeah. uh, it's it's one of the one of the best running gags in the show, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Just just yeah. Schmidt mispronouncing very very common yeah. words. It's it's <laughs> it's even referenced when uh, Schmidt and Cece get married. Cece says it in her vows that uh, she's she's looking forward to a lifetime of uh, mispronounced common words. And uh, yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's. It's a very nice running gag. Some of the other words he mispronounces are uh, chutney. He says oh, yeah, chutney. 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 Yeah. And he <laughs> says cupons. Oh, yeah. And then he, instead of saying room, he says like rum. <laughs> yeah, he, he has a bunch of these. But it actually adds to the flavor of the show, right? It does. It it. It feels like the conversations are real conversations that uh, mm-hmm. you would have with your friends. And uh, yeah. I was reading up on this and a lot of the times uh, the creator of the show, uh, Liz Merriweather, she would mm-hmm. just uh, let the conversations flow and just let the actors play off each other. And so much of the show is improv. And that's why these conversations just feel so real. It's just people constantly talking over each other as you would in real life as a group of friends would. Yep. Yep. And then... Uh... It's interesting because they started when they started out with the show. The whole star power was with Zoe Deschanel, right? She was mm-hmm. the, um, and I think they used this in 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 uh, the promotion material for the first season. They called her a dockable, and that was the selling point, the the USP of the um, show. Um, but then it quickly evolved from that to to a much more much more ensemble cast kind of show. Exactly, yeah. And uh, speaking a little more to that adorable vibe, uh, mm-hmm. I've read the show described as uh, 
basically if you would make like uh someone who's a supporting character on some other show where say everyone yeah. is very good looking and uh, you know just the typical sitcom and if you yeah. made that supporting character a main character of their own show then uh that is what you would get with uh new girl yeah that that seems fair yeah yeah that's, that's a fair analysis yeah and uh it's it's not it's a show that's very goofy like i would put it somewhere to between like it's not as goofy as it's always sunny in philadelphia that's a whole other level of you know crazy we need to do an episode um, on that as well at some point we we really do yeah but i need to catch up on that i've never been able to finish uh, or rather even you know watch five or more than five episodes of sunny in philadelphia in in um, like consecutively it's just too much mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, it it's somewhere it, it's kind of similar but like a very you know mellowed out vibe mm-hmm. than than sunny and and it's also um it's also not as scripted as maybe you know parks and rec or office like mm-hmm. it's a little more free flowing as as you said right? there's a lot more uh, impromptu conversations there's a lot more uh, just improvising ba- based on the situation so mm-hmm. so that's nice so and uh, I, yeah sorry yeah, go on so yeah and and i like the way they they um, they bring characters in and bring them out because the thing about coach right mm-hmm. they brought they, they brought him in realized that it wasn't going to work out due to like scheduling conflicts basically yeah exactly and then they just moved him out and and i think mary wedder said something along the lines of you know it happens in real life so we're just going to keep it as real as possible because people move out people mm-hmm. move in it's just we we're just going to have a very natural chill vibe to the show and and at some point i think it's really revealed that uh, coach used to be like an army brat yeah, and yeah. just this constant coming and going into these people's lives is uh, it's kind of in character for him yeah it makes sense then yeah one of the one of the things that don't make sense however is mm-hmm. is this game which i feel like a lot of uh, people have already tried to figure out is referring of course to uh, yeah go for it yeah i'm referring to true american uh, and and i i tried watching the episodes with true american and i still haven't been able to figure oh, out oh they're absolute gibberish the rules there's yeah. like uh, i I, uh, i was watching interviews uh, between uh, the actors between uh, mm-hmm. max greenfield and uh, nick okay so uh, jake johnson um, uh-huh. and at some point uh, jake johnson just mentions that they hear back from i think this was just before the release of the last season and every time uh-huh. fans keep running into them uh, they would keep asking them for the rules of the game and yeah. the, the rules are complete nonsense there aren't any rules it's just the only clear rule that everyone is aware of is the floor is lava and you just need to shout american things like names of presidents names of wars and stuff like that yeah. and just yeah. just basically get plastered that's it's just an excuse to get completely shit face yeah I, I, fox released uh, like a statement saying that okay yeah whatever you said holds true like you you have to start with a certain set of alcohol and 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 and, and start off by saying names of certain us presidents jfk fdr yeah yeah and then the only thing they said is is um, you know make sure that uh, everything you that you consider everything you hear in this game as a lie it, it makes no sense and then meriwether herself she also said that 
it's just like friends getting together and having fun it has no real structure so you can make it whatever the hell you want to make it and i think that's beautiful <laughs> it is just absolute chaos and uh, this uh, things like these have contributed so much to the popularity of the show right to the point that like they have gotten some crazy names to appear on the show so like mm-hmm. the list of celebrities or or cameo and these are not even cameo appearances these are like almost uh, to some extent season long recurring uh, you know appearances mm-hmm. they've gotten megan fox prince taylor swift like they've mm-hmm. got big names um they they've even gotten jamie lee curtis rob rob reiner i think the director yeah R- rob reiner yeah is uh, plays uh, jess's dad and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis plays her mom. Mom, yeah. Like the casting is quite quite nice. It's 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 very solid. Yeah. Which uh, I think is a good point to segue into a question I have for you. Yes. Which is uh so over the last few decades I guess there have been quite a few of these shows that sort of chronicle the lives of 20 somethings or 30 somethings yeah. groups of friends. Yeah. So what uh, what in your opinion sets new girl apart from other similar shows like say friends or how i met your mother uh the lack of a laugh soundtrack i would say it feels more natural mm-hmm. it 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 feels as as we discussed in the earlier part of of this uh, conversation it it feels like a conversation that you would listen into or, or a conversation you could be a part of uh, around you maybe friends. so something like this podcast yeah exactly yeah <laughs> uh, and, and it doesn't feel too scripted the fact that mm-hmm. uh, and i was reading about uh, how, how they would structure each and every episode right and what sort of mindset they would go into uh, while while creating um, and and releasing episodes so what they did was they made sure that they had a loose um idea of what they were going to do in the episode they had some lines of course for the actors to memorize but mm-hmm. 20 to 25% of each episode was just improvisation and yeah you can you can really tell that uh, based on the vibe the show gives and uh, especially considering that a lot of the time the dialogue just straight up doesn't make sense yeah and that's how that's how real life is you talk a lot of shit when you're around your friends and you know it it perfectly captures that vibe yeah and, and and the thing is that you the dialogue to you doesn't make sense but you see other characters like their friends reacting to it mm-hmm. and you're like oh yeah so i i want to be on this but and it makes you sort of almost you know engaged in the process like right? i think that's the little secret that they have they do their they do their own shit but they know that it is going to engage the viewer and mm-hmm. it does it, it's amazing like how, how they've managed to do that across like all the seven seasons Yeah, the chemistry and the vibes are just just impeccable. It's too good, too good. And there is there is that will they will will they won't they will. which which brings us to my next uh, fun fact that I wanted to ask you uh, just to mention on this uh, episode. Mm-hmm. So apparently, uh, right after uh, all the main characters were cast, yeah, um, and they have like. Uh, auditions they have uh, chemistry tests so to make sure uh, everyone gels well not like mm-hmm. a chemistry exam that you would do in a lab uh, <laughs> so apparently uh, jake johnson and zoe de chanel had such really really strong chemistry that mm-hmm. uh, 
in the first season they were sort of directed to have as little physical contact between each other on screen as possible and i think that that just speaks to how good their chemistry was on the show and yeah. you could you could immediately tell that and mm-hmm. it's it's just so much fun watching uh, both of them being goofy around each other and just just the chaotic energy that is in the room when they're just talking to each other yeah because both of them are like none of them is is the person who's going to say no to something like nick doesn't give i guess give, he doesn't give a fuck and then and then jess is too much of an optimist and too energetic all the time to like stop so if they're on an adventure they will just be on an adventure so it doesn't really stop anywhere but uh speaking of nick though and then his uh chemistry not just with jess he 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 has a uh, a whole bunch of uh you know people that he dates on the show mm-hmm. um, and, and i think he he's quite good in that um sort of role uh with all these uh you know actors and and he it's almost too easy uh for him to play that role i felt because mm-hmm. he has so many uh you know romantic interests in each and every season that I, it's almost too hard to keep a track of but he does it so effortlessly and then it's uh yeah it's it's nice it's uh he's just a very simple yet you know effective actor i would say he is and uh, even looking at his career after new girl you can mm. pretty much tell that he gets cast to play these again every man sort of likable but mm. sort of like slobbish characters yeah. especially with uh, especially playing peter b parker in uh, into the spider verse mm-hmm. which was i think a great uh, great casting choice it, it was it was and moving a little bit you know away from nick and his character and focusing on maybe some of his friends i also want to talk about winston not winston schmidt but winston bishop which um, yeah uh, again <laughs> this is this is a fact that's revealed uh, very late on in the show like yeah. i think in the second last season where uh, oh no no the last is... season this is the last season i feel no i think it's the second last season really huh. yeah okay. because i remember uh, that scene with schmidt uh, pulling out his name tag and just slamming yeah, yeah. it across the table <laughs> yeah yeah um so uh, it's it's revealed that uh, schmidt is referred to as schmidt mostly because he, him and winston share the same first name yeah and they sort of have this uh, battle to sort of uh, regain control of the name <laughs> yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't end well actually no it does end well but there's a lot of hoha along the way it's, it's fun yeah it's it's how a lot of people refer to me as karpe which i don't really like but whatever wait is there another ame that i don't know i i hope not i, I yeah. want to be the only ame in your life yeah you are <laughs> but uh, yeah but vinny the bitch is a very interesting character he he at some point during the series he steals his ex's cat Ferguson which by the way is an excellent name for a cat then oh no and even before stealing the cat he tries to kill the cat to get back with uh he briefly lady. considers killing the cat i don't think he tries to kill the cat so, well there seemed a lot of intent in that episode yeah. so but yeah let's 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 put it at uh, maybe you know yeah considering 
uh, feline slaughter, I guess. Mm. And then he moves on from that phase to loving Ferguson. And to a point where he is creepily obsessed with the cat. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he is. And and then and then he tries to get a stock of his life, turns uh, from a radio uh, jockey to to a cop, mm-hmm. which is a complete flip. <laughs> um, and finally, has some luck, uh, uh, you know, in in uh, in in the dating realm when he when he finds that his partner, Ali. Yeah. She also likes him and they, they eventually end up together. So his whole arc is also very entertaining. I think all the characters have really nice arcs. Yes, they do. Which is which is only something I've seen previously, I feel, in Parks and Rec. Because even in The Office, they focus on like maybe three to four central characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, Friends is too like, dispersed to even make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it... it like, I mean, I don't know what Phoebe still would do, right? Like, it's just up in the it's, air. It's very unclear. She's yeah. probably some some sort of psychic masseuse. And like, probably, yeah. One of those people who defraud you out of your money for, like, looking at the lines <laughs> on your hand. This seems too, uh, too specific. Am I everything good? <laughs> yeah, all good. All good. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, and then there is How I Met Your Mother, which which seems to force the way they ended things with each, with each and every character. So, mm-hmm. so the only time I've seen characters, you know, smoothly transitioning into the final stage uh, of of where they're going to end up is is either Parks and Rec or to some extent um, New Girl. It mm-hmm. seems like okay, this is where you know the show was. This is where these characters should be. So yeah, yeah. To give like a one-line uh, summary of each character's arcs, mm-hmm. um, Nick, who struggles to finish the most basic things and is <laughs> a bartender and dropped out of law school, ends up becoming a best-selling author. The Pepperwood Chronicles. <laughs> yep. Um, Jess, uh, who starts out as a school teacher, mm-hmm. becomes a high school principal. Yep. Which is which is quite. You know, which is par for the course. It makes yeah, sense. Which which makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Schmidt, he he turns into a work from no no he just takes a sabbatical right when he, he takes a sabbatical and he gets a big promotion. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And then CC starts her own modeling agency. Yeah, she she sort of struggles with like being only known for having a pretty face and she wants to prove herself and she does and she 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 forms something called cc's boys which yeah. is hilarious questionable naming apart it's 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 a great art for cc it is it is um and then uh, winston is a cop right you know long before the show even mm-hmm. ends so we know that he's gonna sustain that role in life and he's married to his uh, cop partner former partner at this point yeah yeah and i think they also get pregnant with a with a baby and then schmidt and cc have a baby jess and nick end up together by that point yep yep and it's it's a happy ending for everyone involved so that was nice it is and like you said it doesn't it doesn't feel forced it feels very natural the way yeah, things go yeah it really does uh, one of the final items that I would like to bring up is the douchebag jar, which, ah, I, yes. feel a, which I feel is a nice addition to any uh, household. We, we can't end without uh, 
just highlighting how much of a douchebag Schmidt is at the beginning of the show. He is so bad, yeah. He just says the creepiest things, has has this very uh, creep vibe about him, for lack of uh, another word. Yep, yep. I don't know how he was able to balance his character as goofy yet creepy because there's a very thin line to walk. <laughs> it is a very thin line and uh, he he toes that line really, really well. Very well, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so so the douchebag Jad is essentially this Jad they keep in the loft where if, if Schmidt says something stupid or just like downright offensive, he's going to have to put money into that job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It just so happens that every time you look at that jar, it's almost brimming with money. It's almost always full of money. And I, I recall at one point, he commits an infraction which leads to everyone in the group telling him to put $50 in it at once. And oh, yeah. I think that, that sort of encapsulates mm-hmm. how how much of a douchebag he is initially. He is, yeah. yeah. I think the parallel i can draw is maybe again like some somewhere between dwight on the office and uh, tom haverford on parks and rec like mm-hmm. somewhere between that neither yeah. completely dwight nor completely tom yeah more tom actually than dwight perhaps actually yeah you're right more more tom than dwight but yeah that's that's the show it's it's if you haven't binged it yet or even if you haven't even watched it yet it's amazing to watch during the pandemic because all of it is on netflix and it has some very nice, happy vibes. I actually binged the whole thing during the pandemic. Oh, nice! So I, I can, yeah, I can, uh, I can speak to how wholesome it is. It is pretty wholesome. Yeah, it's a fun light watch, and yeah, it's it's pretty cool. So yeah, we if if you haven't checked it out, do check it out. Let us know how how you you know if if you find something interesting while watching the show. And let us know uh, how you liked it. Uh, anything else you would like to say about it? Yes, something else I would like to add is if our three listeners would want us to <laughs> check out some other show or movie or book or piece of media and talk mm-hmm. about it, please uh, leave a comment or a tweet or an Instagram DM. And uh, yeah, we will look into that. Yep, yep, we definitely will. Clearly, we have no lives. I so. mean, it's it's kind of mandated by the government at this point to have no life. So we're just we're just we're just making the best out of a weird situation, I guess. Yep, yep, and we're here to serve you. So we are. <laughs> yep. All right. On that note, uh, let us know uh, what you think about New Girl, and let us know if you would like to like for us to look at something else. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.